0: Hey guys, welcome back to more of Mel, the coolest pod in the game, where I pick people's brains about things that keep me up at night. I'm your host, Mel, and on today's episode, Body Dysmorphia Slash Dysphoria, I'm joined by the beautiful Kami, and we're basically going to trauma dump and trauma bond over things we've experienced in the scope of body dysmorphia. On this episode, we'll be talking about things from the body positivity movement to personal experiences and just the whole nine basically. And before I give I give Cami the stage to introduce herself, I do want to put out a little trigger warning because there will be talk about eating disorders and solemn topics in general. And I know here on More of Mel, we're used to talking about like hooking up and dicks and whatnot, but I did want to take a more serious route this episode, just because I feel like this is a topic that needs to be more like out there, and people don't talk about it enough, especially this day and age. And with that in mind, please. Do not continue, like click off, stop listening if the topics I previously mentioned make you uncomfortable and make you upset. And so without further ado, Cammy, please introduce yourself to the more of Mel listeners.
1: Hi, so my name is Camila, um, or Cammy. it's <laughs> fine either way. Um, I'm also a sophomore here at Emerson College, and I don't know, I think that's all you me.
0: Okay, should we jump right in? I don't even know what I want to i want to start with so body dysmorphia what what would you describe that as and i'll give my description after
1: yeah so also i'm gonna just say that everything i'm saying comes from like my own personal experiences Mm -hmm. and from like what i've witnessed Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah, take everything I say with like a grain of salt i'm not a medical professional exactly i'm not a nutritionist i'm not an expert on this this is just something i've dealt with and like people around me have dealt with Mm -hmm. so um that's why I feel like I can speak on it but yeah yeah. so Mm -hmm. my definition um I guess it's more of a mental thing um Mm -hmm. it's when you see your body or feel your body in a completely different way than than reality truly shows Mm -hmm. um I think it's really important to note that just telling somebody that that's not real and that's not the way that it's like actually viewed doesn't really do anything yeah. i mean the person the way that they feel and the way that they see their body is so real and mm-hmm. it feels so real so it's yeah. sort of just like a morphing of what reality truly is
0: i agree with that completely and i feel like telling people that it's not real kind of makes it worse because kind of makes the person feel like they're going crazy kind of self-doubting and like i don't know like kind of questioning themselves, which makes the situation like much worse than it already is. I feel like for me, like I don't again, just to reiterate what Cami said, like we are not professionals. like please take every we're not therapists. we we're just speaking from our own experience. And for me, I feel like I've had body dysmorphia for for a fat minute now, honestly, and I'm still kind of dealing with it. And I feel like it's just I look in the mirror. I see something different I look down I see something different I look at a picture of myself I see something different people tell me what they perceive me as and it's like no you're fucking lying like that's what it is it's just a whole bunch of like jumping around different different layers of yourself and it's just very frustrating because I truly like and when I tell people this they're like "Mm, I don't know what you're talking about I don't know what I look like. Like I no, don't I completely agree. I don't know what my body I don't looks think I like. That.
1: I don't think for me it happens a lot with my face. Like really? I don't think I know what my face looks like cuz I see a picture and mm-hmm. I'm like, "Whoa, I <laughs> there's no way I look like that." Or I see a video somebody <laughs> took of me like mm-hmm. and I'm in the background, I'm like do I do I look Like Like, it's so scary sometimes yeah for
0: sure I feel like the face thing I've been dealing with it now more than ever like I didn't before it was just body but now I'll look at a picture of myself and I'm like okay I look so cute in this selfie and then I see like a back-facing photo of me that a friend took and I'm like what like jaw (laughs) drop like that's not me like whatsoever and it's just really disheartening, cause like, what do I look like? That's my problem. Like, I I want to know what I look like, cause the way people describe me, okay, yeah, I'm pretty, but that's what not what do I, I see. I look like? <laughs> that's like not what I fucking see, and I it's just a very confusing thing. I don't know if like you ever, do you ever get rid of it? Do you think like completely?
1: No, I don't think there's like a, a cure for body dysmorphia. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's something that if you've if you've been exposed. To being so hyper aware of your body, you're mm-hmm. gonna deal with it for the rest of your life. And you're yeah. always going to be hyper aware. You're always gonna see something that's not there. You're gonna notice things that other people don't notice. Mm-hmm. But I think that's normal because it's like, yeah. it's our bodies. Like, we see things that other people don't see.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so I kind of wanna dive, because I know we have this in common. We both danced ballet. Yes. So I do wanna dive into that because I feel like for me personally, at least, that. I feel like that was the trigger Oh, absolutely! for everything that has happened with my body until now. So I want to hear if you have little story times, if you want, if you feel comfortable. I have a bunch. So I want to hear your thoughts first about how like dance, especially ballet, like plays into that and eating disorders and body
1: dysmorphia and whatnot. Yeah. So, So I started dancing when I was three years old. I mean, it was a very long part of my life um I started when I was three I danced up until like freshman year of high school Mm -hmm. um it made me so hyper aware of my body at such a young age and I think that's so dangerous Mm -hmm. and this is like something I've talked about a lot with my friends that used to dance those yeah. mirrors because it's so important to look at yourself chills. when you're dancing <laughs> just got yeah so like when i don't know if everybody knows this but when you're doing ballet you dance in front of these giant mirrors mm-hmm. and you're supposed everywhere, to be everywhere all around the room yeah and you're supposed to be looking at, ev- at your body from every angle and like at a young age like your body is still growing it's changing you're with a bunch of other little girls we're mm-hmm. also dealing with the same thing and it's mm-hmm. It's awful. It's it's really
0: awful It's horrible for sure. I agree with that those Um, those mirrors really that that just fucking chills down my spine. But go on.
1: Yeah, so I mean it was always a conversation of what a ballet body is whether it's Mm -hmm. tall slender long arms long neck. Mm -hmm. You have to be like perfectly groomed at all times Mm -hmm. like these were things that we were made very aware of and they told us these things. Um, Constantly, yeah, I did like Russian ballet, so it was (gasps) very like you're not skinny enough, you're not tall enough, and Mm -hmm. you don't have the right feet, you don't have the right legs. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that definitely stuck with me for so long. I mean, I knew so many girls that had Mm -hmm. so many eating disorders, so many like messed up thoughts about their bodies, and Mm -hmm. I never got too into it. Um, but I would hear these stories, and I was i was in shock
0: yeah it's definitely saddening because like i feel like so many girls i dance with deal with that but like i i have i also danced since i was two and a half three and also very hyper aware of what my body looked like from a young age and i feel like there's certain like slights or certain comments in the ballet world like tuck your stomach in or like I can see your down. lunch. Did
1: you ever get that mm-hmm. one? I can mm-hmm. see your lunch. I can
0: see your lunch, had your lunch, always got those things. And you know what? I'm not saying I get where they're coming from, but I do in a sense. I can't blame them too much because that is what they – they were. probably our teachers were probably dealing with the same shit we dealt with. Oh, for so sure. So, it, like, it's ingrained in their brain, you know? And so I can't blame them that much from that perspective but also it's like you're saying these things to five-year-old girls and like children and it's just so crazy and like i didn't think it would like stick with me because okay i'm five like i'm gonna forget that comment and like go play on my ds or something but no those things stick so much and i remember there was this one time this one story there was a girl in my ballet class, I think we were maybe 11 at the time, so bodies are changing, bodies are going through things, menstruating, hormones, everything. So, obviously, bodies are going to fluctuate at that time, right? And there was this girl, she was definitely on the chubbier side, but, like, she st- she danced beautifully, like, it was crazy, And I remember we had our ballet class and it was over and I would always stay because my aunt was a teacher there. So I would leave with her. So I was always like listening in on the teacher's conversations. And this one specific teacher would always make comments about this little girl's body. And I remember specifically, she was like, oh, my God, I don't know where I'm going to put this fat. So in my dance. And I was like, like, I heard that and I was like, oh is this how you talk about us like it was just so crazy to me and I think it's just a very disgusting thing and she would say it to her face too like I know in Hispanic cultures like people make nicknames like out of the way you look like gordita or things like that and so like in in Haitian culture we do that also and she would always like call her like Fat names like quote-unquote fat names like in front of everyone, too And you could see this poor girl's face change like she was so sad all the time She ended up leaving which I don't blame her for but yeah, it's just little things like that that really Really sent people into like fucking spirals and it was just always so crazy
1: Like I don't know any thoughts any, any Yeah story. No, I mean I have so many of those stories like mm-hmm. um, one thing that really stuck with me was in my studio we would have these sets of costumes Mm -hmm. and so for every year when we would have like a recital or a competition or something it was based on whether or not you could fit into the costume you got the part if you could fit into the costume if you didn't fit into the costume it doesn't matter how long you practiced how many hours you were in the studio how long you've been dancing how good anything it matters whether or not you fit into the costume and that was that's great that should be so fucking illegal hurtful <laughs> for a child to work so hard for a specific part that they want mm-hmm. and then find out they can't because they don't fit into the costume mm-hmm. or to be put in the back of a group dance because mm-hmm. they don't want you seen and yeah. like what you mentioned about the hispanic culture i mean i i grew up with a very colombian family mm-hmm. it's very normal um to sort of look down mm-hmm. on your bigger friends yeah, and yeah. It, or like your family members are like It was very, I noticed, like, a lot my mom would always, not my mom specifically, my mom was always very good with, um, like, talking about our bodies, Mm -hmm. but there were still always comments made on, like, oh, like, have you been working out, or, like, oh, you're you're looking a little bigger this Mm -hmm, year, mm -hmm. like, it was always comments made, and, like, those comments, you you think that they won't stick with you because you're so young, but, Mm -hmm. I mean, now, like, I'm still young, I'm still 19, I still have so much to learn, but. Things that I heard when I was six, seven, eight years yeah, old, yeah. I still, still remember. Yeah, I still yeah. remember, so I'm still going to remember. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me really conscious of, like, when I'm talking to younger people. Yeah. And, like, what I say. and like, have to the be way careful. We, yeah, the way you just speak about your body is the way you even address the topic is mm-hmm. so important. And I think that's something, like, we as a society need to... Work we on need to, yeah we need to fix that the way we just address bodies
0: yeah because kids like we think kids kids are the smartest like beings ever like everything sticks in their brain like obviously look at us like we were kids and like things were said to us and like now we still remember them so it's just crazy i have like another little story i remember before recitals the same teacher who like made those slides at that chubby girl like every recital every single year two days before recital, like, at um, the rehearsal, general rehearsal, she would give us these sheets of paper. And it was, like, it was normal. Like, you start reading, and it was like, oh, how to do your hair? How to do your makeup? And then it goes into, like, she gives us, like, a diet plan, like, a meal plan for, like, the two days before the recital. And I think it was, like, half a cup of oatmeal for breakfast, <laughs> nothing in it, and then apple for lunch, and then a piece of salmon for dinner, which, like... Bitch are you dead ass Like if you're
1: dancing
0: Like Like, for hours on end You You need food Like it was just so crazy And like I still have those papers Like in a box like under my bed back home And I'm like wow But this woman she left the studio And thank god for that Because she she was definitely a little bit A little bit crazy But yeah so
1: No I mean I remember like Mm -hmm. I used to have to do um, summer intensives so we would, yeah, so mm-hmm. it was basically you're dancing from like 8 a.m. to like 6, 7 p.m. Yeah. And you have like, so what they would do is that they would give us sort of a 15-minute a lunch break. <laughs> Um, and my little brain at the time, I don't think, realized that it was so that you didn't eat too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. But now that I think about it, I'm like, they literally didn't give us enough time to, to eat a eat. real meal. Yeah. And like my lovely, wonderful Colombian mother would mm-hmm. give me like these big meals <laughs> to eat. <laughs> and it would be like 1 p.m. and all the girls around me are eating like Carrots. carrots. <laughs> eating like carrots and crackers and i was like no like girls like you need some rice yeah rice and beans get some food in your system get some potassium like we're dancing all Mm -hmm. day all summer like exactly we need to fuel our bodies and i think that's one thing i grew up knowing was food is fuel Mm -hmm. and that's something i think about a lot right now i eat one because i enjoy food but two because it It fuels me for the day. Yeah, it genuinely does. I'm a zombie. Zombie,
0: bad mood, like bad everything all around. (laughs) Like it's horrible. But I don't know. Like dance. Like it. It was definitely like. speaking about the mirrors like i can't like i can't get my mind off of that now like every time we would be at the bar like doing something i would literally like suck my stomach in yeah, so, much. so much and it was like so hurt like it was painful at one point point. Yeah. and like i'm not built like a traditional like ballet dancer like at all i have a huge ass i have thighs <laughs> like i'm not built like that like whatsoever but it's oh my god and you were surrounded by these people which is not their fault at all that's how they were naturally built like one of my best friends at dance she's like so slender tall long arms long legs like she's built for ballet on and I hate that sentence but but it is what it is exactly it is what it is and like I would be looking at her like I kind of had like resentment for her which like made me feel like a sucky friend cause like why are you resenting her for like she she did nothing to you So, I feel like that's definitely, like, a fucking scary thing. Like, that really played into my body dysmorphia, like, so unhealthily. But, um, kind of want to veer away from dance because I'm getting traumatized again, (laughs) TBH. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, talking about eating disorders. So, restriction and forcing yourself to vomit and binging. So, would love to hear your thoughts on those things and... you really don't have to share any story times. If no, you're not it's so fine. Don't
1: okay. It's something I really talk about a lot. I okay. mean, after, so after I stopped dancing, mm-hmm. I was in such a rut. I had never done anything else. Yeah. I used to spend all my days doing that. I was in such a rut and I kind of started gaining a little bit of weight. And mm-hmm. I was really scared because mm-hmm. it was, I had never experienced that in yeah. my life. I had always been like super tiny mm-hmm. and like, Even to this day, I look back at pictures and I'm like, I was still tiny. Like (laughs) I was like I really wasn't as big as I thought I was. But that's where the body dysmorphia kicked Uh in because I was like, I've never seen my body look this way. Yeah, Yeah. it was also the time like my body was just changing Mm -hmm. and I didn't realize. Yeah, and I didn't realize it. Um, so I started getting into like really unhealthy eating habits, Mm -hmm. and nobody around me realized. Yeah, that was the part that. I still think about a lot to this day and like maybe people did realize and they just we were so young nobody really knew what to do about
0: mm-hmm.
1: it um but it was hard I mean it's I grew like a fear of food and I think that's something really normal that mm-hmm. a lot of people I've talked to they're like yeah like I'm scared of eating yeah and that's such a crazy, crazy. it's such a crazy concept because how are you scared of eating <laughs> how you exactly. fuel you need it is fuel exactly it was made for us to consume but then that's why it's It's weird to talk about Mm -hmm. because uh, people don't understand like how you can be scared of food yeah but it's so real it's a real thing guys and it's so hard it makes it physically is like a feeling in your body where like food is in front of you and you're like i don't want it i don't want it all it's gonna do is harm me Mm -hmm. and like it's so in your head it's so scary but i think that once you get out of it you never fully get out of it it's always Mm -hmm. stuck in your head it's always gonna be in the back of your mind when you're doing anything yeah it's agreed it's just hard
0: (laughs) yeah for sure i agree with that 100 percent. i remember my i was never diagnosed with an eating disorder but like when i look back at pictures of myself i'm like oh sweet jesus like you poor thing and then when i like in retrospect think about like my eating habits back then like what i was doing to myself i'm like Oh, like you definitely, yeah, you definitely had something going on there. I remember junior year of high school, I was really going, like, I don't want to call it depression because, again, it wasn't diagnosed or anything, but I was really going through it, honestly. Like, me and my boyfriend were long distance at the time, and it was just like badness all around. Junior year of high school fucking sucked, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I agree on that. Yeah. And like I started, I don't think it was intentional in the beginning. Like I just started losing weight, and I was like, "Oh yay, I, I like this!" this. <laughs> yep, I've <laughs> yeah. been there. Like, oh, this is so addicting. And so I, st- I downloaded this little app. I still have it this on is my, my, my phone.
1: Fitness <gasps> I can share the drama that my fitness. What is it? My fitness pal. Yeah, my fitness pal. Mm -hmm. My fitness
0: pal. For (laughs) those of you who don't know, it's basically a calorie tracker, a water tracker, and an exercise tracker. So you 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 like set the amount of calories. (laughs)
1: This is set yourself up for an eating disorder. That's literally all the app is for. I mean, no. Here's how I got introduced Mm -hmm. to the app. Um, my sister was seeing a nutritionist yeah. and she downloaded the app on her phone because mm-hmm. she was supposed to track everything she was eating, mm-hmm. but not even in an unhealthy way. Yeah. So that's how I was introduced to the app. I was like, oh, she's using this app. Like, maybe <laughs> I can too. <laughs> I did yeah. not need to be using that app. Yeah, I did not need spiral. to be tracking the five carrots I was eating. Like, <laughs> there was no need for that. <laughs> no, it was so bad. I
0: remember. So I downloaded this app. I was like, oh, like, I'm going to start like... I'm gonna start being like healthy, like changing my ways, like healthy girl era. No, eating disorder girl era. Like it was bad. Because it
1: makes you so hyper aware of what you're
0: eating. You become eating. obsessed. You become fucking obsessed with putting everything in. And then, yeah. like, I remember it started, it's I started, like, my calorie count was 900, which oh my god like you're insane No, that's crazy. no like it started at 900 and like I was like oh my god I'm still losing weight this is amazing like this is great and like again like you said no one around me was like noticing or they were noticing but for them it was a good thing I was like wow you look so good like what have you been doing and it's like starving myself like and then it went down to like 750 and then the like lowest it went was 650 calories Oh my goodness. (laughs) I was eating bowls of kale with like olive oil, and I was terrified of olive oil. So I would put like two drops of olive oil and salt and pepper. That would be my meal for the day. Like it was so very bad. Like I remember I used to eat like one hard boiled egg a day. Like, Bitch, See, what are It you was doing? really hard for me because
1: I'm also a little bit of a picky eater. Mm. Um, So it was yeah. hard for me to, like, eat vegetables because that's all I wanted to eat. But I mm-hmm. physically, cannot. I just, <laughs> I, t- I felt like a like a rabbit, like, yeah, eating yeah. grass. Mm-hmm. So I, I would just eat one big meal of what I wanted a day. I would mm-hmm. eat one big meal. And I thought it was so good because I was like, look at all this food I'm <laughs> eating. But then I was like, what else am I eating throughout the day? Yeah, no. And it's like looking back you laugh but realistically it it's so sad to it's so sad and sometimes like I notice it in people that I'm around mm-hmm. and obviously you don't want to say anything you don't want to yeah. bring it up and just be like oh hey like why aren't you eating mm-hmm. that's an awful it's thing to say it's a hard topic to bring like up because I've been there I see it you notice it. So it, that's one thing that's, like, bringing yeah. it up around people. It's it's definitely
0: heartbreaking, especially when it's people you love. So that's what I, like, I am I was kind of sad that no one noticed. But the first person to, like, actually – because I was losing weight at a really rapid rate. Like, it was scary. Like, it was bad. And I remember – I actually just told this story on the last episode. Um, I remember I was at the pool at my aunt's house, the aunt who's a dance teacher, and, like, I was crouching down to grab something – and she looked at me and she goes you're anorexic and I was like like no I'm not I'm just like skinny now like that's what it is I'm so Bella Hadid right now and she's like no like I'm gonna take you somewhere you're anorexic like this is not good like I never see you eat anymore like when you're in your leotard I see it like and I was like wait you might be onto something there like you're right about that and it was just a really like come to jesus moment where it was like like i needed to wake up and realize that what i was and i was working out like fucking three times a day like three times i was going on hikes i was doing home workouts i was like oh my god it was so bad like looking back and i see pictures of myself from that time and i'm like Wow, like I looked good, but at what cost? Like at what cost was I looking good for? Like, and I was just sad all the time.
1: Like, it was just so awful. No, yeah, and like when you say at what cost, like it makes me think like at the cost of your health, and like that's something I dealt with a lot. Was I wasn't eating a lot, and so mm-hmm. my I had really bad stomach problems. Yeah. So, like I still deal with to this day. Like I have to take a pill every morning so oh that I God. can like eat food. I like I'm weaning off of it, mm-hmm. so it's fine. But it just messed up like my your stomach system. acids, yeah. and, like all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's something that like long term really affects you, and like people don't realize that they're like, oh, it's okay. Like I'll just starve myself for like the next couple weeks for this like photo shoot, and then I'll be fine after, and like I'll eat. No, like mm-hmm. you're gonna have long term effects. Yeah, there's things you're gonna deal with for the rest of your life because mm-hmm. of it, and it'll always be a reminder. That's like yeah. I don't want to fall back into those habits Mm -hmm. because for me it wasn't a big like there wasn't like a like a moment where Mm -hmm. it was really bad it's been for years i mean for years it's just been like a it's just been difficult if that makes sense for
0: sure Um, and i feel like that's the case for so many people where there's not one moment where it's like oh like blink blink like i I had an eating
1: disorder from this month to this month exactly exactly yeah
0: i feel like that's the case for many people because it's something that's like it's so ongoing there's not like certain points where it like starts and stops it's like a fucking downhill spiral like that just goes on and on and on and i feel like you're right about it like it it goes on for like a long time of your life if not forever like maybe not the like disordered eating part but like definitely the thoughts are gonna be there like for a minute like every time i eat something i'm like hmm should i be eating this like this yeah. is not this is not good for me like i'm not gonna look good after this i'm gonna be bloated like it's it's definitely a lot to deal with i yeah, feel but like i think
1: that the like the food is fuel mindset i think is mm-hmm. what what has helped me the most because i'm like i can't function mm-hmm. without like the right nutrients without the right like different amounts of, of food mm-hmm. i think that's so important to like keep in the back of your mind
0: yeah, for sure. And I feel like one thing for me that kind of started this whole eating disorder thing was going vegetarian. And I feel like a lot <laughs> a lot of people yeah. that I talk to, like, I'm going vegan, like, I'm going vegetarian, but only because I love the animals. And it's like, no, like, no. Like, yeah. I, I remember, like, a month after, I'm still vegetarian now, but I do it much healthier. Like, I actually get, like, my nutrients, protein, whatever. But back then, like, I remember I started being a vegetarian And then like a month later shedding weight like shedding weight and it was just. did you deal with anything yeah so i had
1: a a phase where so two of my two of my best friends were vegan Mm -hmm. for i couldn't even tell you how long but like over a year um and i was hanging out with them a lot Mm -hmm. obviously they're my best friends (laughs) and i was like well it's so easy for them like i could just be vegetarian i was like i can't be vegan i know i can't do that (laughs) so i was like i'm gonna try to be vegetarian yeah but then i was like i like sushi so i'll be pescatarian so i was pescatarian for about a year um i wasn't very good at it but (laughs) i did my best it was Mm -hmm. more of like something in the back of my mind and i think for me it actually helped me a lot because it forced me to eat foods i wouldn't have tried before Mm -hmm. because i was like okay well if i can't eat meat then I have to eat these, like, beans, these vegetables, mm-hmm. like, that I've never tried before. Yeah. So it introduced me to a lot of new foods, but it also was really hard because I would go out places to eat with my friends, mm-hmm. realize I couldn't eat anything. Yeah. Oops, I guess I just didn't eat dinner today. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was, I don't know. So I ended up, I'm no longer pescatarian or mm-hmm. anything. I do try to eat less meat for, like, environmental reasons, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but for sure, I, I definitely dealt with the whole... Yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel like, Area it's of
1: like veganism, it's definitely a common ground hard. for all of
0: us that Getting with your this. nutrients
1: is so hard when you're a vegetarian. So
0: difficult. Yeah, I have
1: low iron. Like, it's it's not great. Those iron pills, those big iron pills, do you have to take those?
0: I was just prescribed them today. Oh, yeah. they're awful. <laughs> they're horrible. I hate swallowing pills. I think it's the worst thing ever, but oh got to deal with it. Um, I want to talk about... um where I feel like we've talked a lot about like where it comes from but we kind of focused on dance. So I wanna talk about like societal standards, like your close circle, are strangers commenting on your appearance. And I'm I feel like Haitian culture is very adjacent to Hispanic culture in that sense people love 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 to comment about your appearance and it's like shut up like shut up leave me alone like i don't want to like, can hear we just it? not talk about it can we not mention like it's so inappropriate like it's and it's always the adult always the adult and it's like please mind your grown-ass business leave me alone i'm just a little girl like stop i remember every time i would like my body would fluctuate there's one uncle would always comment on it like oh, you've lost a little weight, looking mm-hmm. good. Or like
1: oh, I have I have one specific aunt that yeah. always like, has something to you've say. You've gained
0: weight, like, what's up? Like, do you want to talk about No, I don't like, want to talk about it. Like I that. know,
1: I look at myself every morning. Yeah. I can tell. I
0: hate what I see in the mirror. Thank you for, for reaffirming that for me. Thanks so much. And, like, I feel like sometimes it comes from your close circles, too, because I remember I was in a group of, like, girlfriends, and, they would make like certain comments where it's like not specifically towards me but like we were a very like diverse looking friend group but they would make not make fun but like make certain slights at one of my friends and it was like come on like you know what you're doing this is like a strategic comment this is not like out of the blue like it's not nice and also like societal standards because people love well I guess nowadays this is dying down but I feel like Women are meant to be like petite
1: and tiny. Yeah. And I mean, I had a phase where I was just obsessed with models. I I know the names of like so many models, every single like fashion house. I mean, I was really obsessed Mm -hmm. with their measurements and like not even in an obsessed way, but Mm -hmm. in like in awe and infatuation yeah. like i looked up to them i was like i wish i could be so tall mm-hmm. and like to this day i still wish i was tall yeah, me too. because i was so obsessed with these models mm-hmm. that i'm like i want to mirror them yeah
0: for sure so it's definitely like i feel like society plays a huge role in that and i feel like okay i want to talk about the bo- body positivity movement because it really makes me upset like it's something that that make that i can talk about for days because it makes me very upset i feel like at the beginning and i want to hear your thoughts about this too like at the beginning it was very nice like oh like inclusivity and like oh it's such a nice thing like accept your body for what it is you have to love your body all the time but i feel like now it's gotten to a certain point where it's so incredibly toxic because you are not it's so unrealistic for people to expect you to love your body every day that's not realistic like at all it makes it so much worse honestly because it makes me feel like shit when i don't love when i'm when i don't love my body when i'm supposed to and so that's why i'm a um, body neutrality person because like it's okay for me to hate my body one day and then the next day i'm like oh my god i look so hot like i don't know i want to hear your thoughts about this
1: yeah i mean I d- the body positivity movement definitely took a wrong turn at a certain mm-hmm. point i think um body posit- body positivity and inclusivity are very different things mm-hmm. i think that when you start pushing it to a certain point that takes away from the whole thing mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't it doesn't have the same effect anymore yeah. when you're purposely pushing certain bodies onto a thing or like when you're Mm -hmm. placing these bodies on a, on a pedestal that could even be unhealthy. Yeah. And it's like, I think that we should just not talk, n- yeah. not even not talk about it, but like not address it. I don't think it's something that needs to be so in your face. Mm-hmm. Like, Agreed. Like 100%. I have a clothing brand. Let's say Skims, for example. Mm-hmm. Love Skims. Love Skims. But <laughs> I feel like Skims makes everyone feel so good about themselves. <laughs> but I think that their, car- like their campaign and marketing, and I've heard Kim Kardashian say this, is that she said, we've never really had a focus on... Um, inclusivity and body inclusivity Mm -hmm. it's more of just been these are people that fit my brand and these are the people I want to showcase and Mm -hmm. I want to be wearing my clothes and I want to show that it looks good on everyone yeah and I think that that's the right way to go about it Mm -hmm. Um, but then there are certain brands I don't I couldn't even name one right now but like there are certain brands where you're just it's so in your face. It's so in your face. And yeah. I think that detracts so much from it. Because I do think it's okay to not like your body sometimes. It's and so okay. It's so normal. Mm-hmm. Because our, our bodies change exactly. every day. And so we're
0: human. Like, we're allowed to have those feelings of, like, yeah. maybe not hatred to an unhealthy level. But, like, feeling like shit about yourself. And that's so okay. And telling me not to feel like shit about myself is is going to piss me off. Like, I'm going to tell you to get the fuck out of my yeah, face. Yeah, like, when
1: you tell me, like, oh, my gosh, no, but you're so skinny. See, I know that. That doesn't mean I feel good about myself. Exactly, Like, exactly. I wish I had more muscle. I wish mm-hmm. I was stronger. Yeah, I wish yeah. I was able to, like... Like, if I had to defend myself, my body, I don't thi- <laughs> I really don't think I could defend myself. And I think about it a lot. Because <laughs> I'm like... Know. Yeah, especially living in Boston, there's freaks out all no, the like, time. No, like, I need to go to the gym. Not because I want to change the way my body looks, but because I want, I want strength. You want to be stronger. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's crazy. I don't
0: ever want you to get attacked because... <laughs>
1: No, I I'm scared of being alone. That would be the I'm end of you. So, I'm so kidnappable. It's so scary. <laughs> Someone just puts you in
0: their pocket like and runs away with you. Oh <laughs> god forbid. That's not happening. <laughs> um but yeah, I kind of have like a hot take surrounding not really surrounding that, but in the realm of body positivity. So remember when Victoria's Secret had to take their like fucking 3-year hiatus, however long it was, I strong opinions on oh, this. Oh, me too. And like again, take this with a grain of salt. Agree to disagree with me. I don't really care what anyone else's opinion is. I value my own opinion. Um, But I feel like people really went above and beyond to try to cancel Victoria's Secret for a brand that they've had for a multitude of years, which is so incredibly insane to me because nowadays there's so many different brands lingerie brands that have so many different bodies that they showcase so i don't know why they were persecuting victoria's secret for that because any if you ask anyone in the world what is victoria's secret they it's have a fantasy. Be- it's a fantasy. It's literally a fantasy. It's the tall, skinny, beautiful bombshell. That's what it is. And that is so fucking okay. If not, it's a beautiful thing. I love it. When I go, not saying that I don't love other bodies, like at all. But when I see the Victoria's Secret fashion show, I'm such a fan of that show, yes. honestly. Whoa,
1: I have watched it. Literally so literally so many times every I would make year i would make such a big deal in my house me i would make too, my mom sit down I would, and i would start naming all of their yeah. names as they walk down exactly it's a
0: fucking event so because I it's a fantasy i want to hear your thoughts about this because it really pisses
1: me off honestly no yeah no i completely agree with you mm-hmm. i think um victoria's secret like i've said the past three times is mm-hmm. a fantasy it is. it's not supposed to be regular girls walking mm-hmm. up and down that stage yeah. i mean it's something that you strive towards and mm-hmm. whether that's unhealthy or not, I think that obviously we should try to do that in the most healthy way possible. Yeah, for sure. And those like, what I eat in a day as a Victoria Secret model, <laughs> like I would watch those videos on YouTube and yes, those were awful to watch. Yeah. Like, I probably shouldn't have been watching them. But the way that they went about their rebranding, I definitely do think they, they needed a little bit of a mm-hmm, rebrand. I mean, they sure. were selling very unhealthy body types mm-hmm. and they were making, a lot of young girls feel that they had to look that way mm-hmm. when there's just no physical way that a lot yeah. of people could look that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I do think that they went about their rebranding very awfully. Yeah. Um, they just disappeared <laughs> for three years, came <laughs> back with the most ridiculous show yeah. ever. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. It was insane. I was so disappointed. It was insane. Yeah. It's not what Victoria's Secret stands for at all. I at think all. When you go into one of their stores, you feel like, it's like a magic in there, yeah. But I do think that you have to be so careful about the way you portray those bodies mm-hmm. and the way that, like, children are seeing them and like For young sure. girls and teenagers. But um I really like. There are so many other lingerie brands. There's so many. La- Intimissimi. Uh, yeah, Mide. I love Intimissimi. His <laughs> eyes say it. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm I Italian. hope that's how you say it. But <laughs> there's like Aerie. Yeah.
0: And Aerie is so inclusive. Like, I love Aerie so yeah. much. But I don't know. I feel that was a little bit s- of a sidetrack. But
1: <laughs> I mean, no, it's but it's so important because those yeah. there's really an unhealthy body type that they're portraying. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's better ways. I think as long as you brand yourself as, like, as long as you know, like, we are a brand. These are unhealthy body types, but these are, they're angels. They're yeah. secret angels. They're yeah, that's kind the of premise. mental like. y-
0: Exactly. Okay. it's not
1: unrealistic because they do look like exactly they do look like that. exactly and
0: they work their asses off in the gym tbh well i don't know what they're going through like for real but the videos i see or that like i know they work on their bodies so oh, for sure yeah so i just wanted to do a little sidetrack on that because it's something that really keeps me up at night tbh it's very annoying but now we're kind of gearing towards the end and i want to talk about coping mechanisms and like Pushing through it or like relinquishing to it, which I don't think anyone should do, it's not a good thing. But I want to hear your thoughts like, did you have any coping mechanisms or do you practice any coping mechanisms now with I mean, y'all, as I've said
1: like a billion times, <coughs> um, food is fuel and it's something I have to remind myself of every day. Yeah. I think it could be, it could turn unhealthy, but I take pictures of what I eat to mm-hmm. remind myself like this was this is what a meal should look like. Yeah. Like when I eat breakfast, I make sure I'm eating like different, like balanced mm-hmm. things. I'm like, I'll eat a bagel, but like I'll also eat fruit. If yeah, anybody yeah. knows me, they know I eat a bagel for breakfast every single morning. And that's beautiful. And that gets me started, fuels my day. And that's amazing. But um, I do, like it is something that I am gonna deal with for the rest of my life. And I think that mm-hmm. everybody else will too. Yeah. Um, it's always in the back of your mind. It it's definitely is. It's something you're always going to think about. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you're going to get rid of. It's it's okay for it not to get rid of because mm-hmm. it's something you dealt with. It's something you it's went through. It's a part of you. It's a part of you. And yeah. whether or not you have long-term side effects, it's important to always remember like what you went through. For
0: sure. I agree with that 100%. And I also, anyone who listens to this podcast or anyone who knows me knows how much of a therapy advocate I am I love therapy I have two therapists so important they're amazing and like it's okay if you don't feel like talking to someone in the moment but I do think that talking to people or people you trust at least because this is a very like important thing and a very like detrimental thing at times so do find someone you trust I trust my therapist with my fucking life so I did talk to them about what I was going through at the time I was going through it and I still talk to them about it And, like, you never know. People can have, like, such good pieces of advice for you for you to, like, grow out of it or push through it or deal with it in healthy ways. And so I do think, like, whether that be your mom or if you have a sister or a brother or family member or someone that you trust can help you with this and keep it a secret or not a secret, but, like, respect it and respect what you're going through. I feel like talking to someone really helps. And it sounds so corny, like, oh, go talk to someone. But no, like, actually find someone
1: I actually think seeing a nutritionist was what helped me the most um my nutritionist just helped me understand why food is so important and like Mm -hmm. what parts of like what I'm putting in my body and like how it affects me how it's going to continue to affect me like that helped me so much because it helped me like visualize Mm -hmm. everything I was doing to myself um so I think that like if that's something that you're able to do Seeing a nutritionist yeah. I think is so important
0: Yeah I wanted to see a nutritionist But I haven't found Is your nutritionist In Miami or Boston? In Miami Ugh, I would love to find one here Yeah I, It's something I've been Looking at Like a lot Because I think that is A very important thing Because it does make you Like kind of puts Like lays everything Down on the table Like, like this is Especially
1: is in a scientific way mm-hmm. You're like, the, like These for you the to understand That you need
0: Yeah For this part of your body For this part of your body To function So Like that's a very very good thing um i don't know do you have any other things you want to mention or pieces of advice for people again we're not therapists or nutritionists (laughs) or doctors so take the advice with a grain of salt yes i mean
1: i think it's something you just be aware of like the people Mm -hmm. around you if you notice that somebody around you is going through something obviously approach it with so much caution yeah but it's something you should address i mean it's somebody's health it's people you Mm -hmm. love it's their health so yeah i think it's important to just notice take notice and Mm -hmm. help out where you can don't do that stupid thing where you go have you eaten today in <laughs> front of everybody's friends oh dude i fucking like, hate that shit i fucking hate you that. like blink you like eye twitches and go have you eaten today <laughs> stop like i don't need you bringing it up in front of this boy like d- it's stop. so annoying
0: it's so very and i get it, yeah, like, so it
1: don't it, make people uncomfortable yeah it may come
0: from a place of care but like there's some ways to go about time certain and place things. time and place social cues like, please read the room. Like, it's not like, oh, I hate when people do that. Yeah.
1: So don't be that person. Yeah, please don't. You might be doing it out of out of care and out of love. Mm-hmm. But no. Don't do they it. Don't, they don't see it that way. They're <laughs> going to hate you. They're going to resent you.
0: Yeah, for sure. But, guys, I think that's all we have for you today. I can talk about this topic at length for days on end, honestly but that's all the time we have right now and i really want to thank cami for coming on this was amazing and yeah thank you
1: so much for having me of course
0: anytime please i love talking about oh my god and i'm so glad i got the chance to debrief with you and trauma dump it was fucking amazing i feel great i feel relieved right now like a huge (laughs) weight off my chest and i'm so happy Um, But yeah, guys, that's all we have for you today, and I'll see you next time on more of Mel.